0: Welkom bij het Congressionaal van een tijdschrift voor Neurologie en Neurochirurgie. In deze podcastserie brengen we samen met de ongevende opinieleiders de highlights van internationale medische congressen direct naar hun spreekkamer.
1: It's the first time we have positive results in progressieve MS.
0: In deze aflevering vertelt professor Patrick Vermees van het Ziekenhuis in Lille over massitilip bij progressieve MS. Good day, Professor Vermersch. Welcome in this podcast episode. During the MS Virtual Congress, you talked about progressive MS. Can you shortly describe how the innate immune system is related to progressive MS?
1: Thank you first for uh, inviting me. Yes, indeed. Uh, We think definitely that contrasting with the data we have in the relapsing forms of MS, in the progressive forms, and mainly the purely progressive forms, without any superimposed activity, the innate immune system is very important. And as you know, all the trials evaluating drugs acting on the adaptative immunity failed, almost failed completely. So definitely we need to consider other targets and we know that uh, some cells very important in the innate, innate system such as microglia or master cells of macrophages play a major role in the pathogenesis of the progressive forms.
0: You evaluated the efficacy of mazitinib. What is the working mechanism of mazitinib?
1: Mazetinib is first-in-class drug acting on some tyrosine kinase. Mazitinib is an inhibitor of a couple of tyrosine kinase uh, expressed in some cells and mainly in microglia and mast cells with quite a very good selectivity. So uh, with mazitinib, we have no impact on the phenotypes or the functions of the lymphocytes. So definitely mazitinib is not an immunosuppressive drug, which is very important for uh, maybe patients sometimes old, and if we need to treat patients during many years. So targeting these specific cells by inhibiting some tyrosine kinase.
0: The ACTRIMS president, Dr. Jeffrey Cohen, shortly mentioned this study and called the setup quite unique. How was this study set up?
1: Yes, this study uh, is a double-blind, placebo-controlled. Enrolling for this uh, specific study, 300 MS patients, all of them progressive forms. It could it possibly primary progressive MS or non-active secondary progressive MS. We mean non-active without uh, any relapse during the two years before inclusion so purely progressive patients we have no MRI in this study. The randomization was two to one so two patients on mazitinib one on placebo during a two years period of evaluation. We have an evaluation every eight weeks. The primary endpoint was the uh, mean change on EDSS assessed every eight weeks during the ninety six weeks evaluation. It's not possible with the methodology of the population size to have a more typical primary endpoint evaluating the time to sustain disability progression. However, we consider EDSS and the mean change. We have supportive data on EDSS, ordinal scale with plus one improvement, minus one worsening and zero stable, and we have also interesting data, supportive data, with time to join EDSS, increase in EDSS, or sustain a confirmed disability progression at EDSS. Uh, And also a lot of data concerning safety, for example, or also evaluation of the number of relapse.
0: And what were the main results of the study?
1: The study met its primary endpoint. So, we have a significant difference concerning the mean change on EDSS uh, evaluated every eight weeks and over time during two years. Uh, The p-value was 0.0259, so significant. We have also significant difference considering the ordinal uh, change over time with decreased risk by 39% uh, versus placebo, in favor of mazitinib, of the risk to have a worsening in EDSS or maybe an improvement in EDSS. We consider the both possibility because we have a couple of patients with a significant improvement. And also now, if we look at the data for confirmed disability progression, we have a 37% decrease of the risk to have a sustained disability progression in favor of Mazitinib. It's numerical difference, but it's not significant because uh, the population size, you know, only 300 patients is not enough because of the low number of events. However, I think it's definitely clinically relevant and this uh, decrease in the risk by 30 7%. I think it's better than we have with other drugs used in progressive MS, ocrelizumab, for example, or sipunimod. We have a decreased risk by 24 or 21%. Significant because, as you probably know, in these studies, we have hundreds and hundreds of patients included. And maybe the safety are reassuring. we have a couple of adverse events, skin reactions, a couple of patients with GI and also a few patients with neutropenia. But all of them were mild or moderate and also reversible after stopping the drug. So it's, I, we think with the data we have today, it's manageable.
0: What can be concluded from these findings?
1: We have very promising data. First, it's the first time we have a positive results in progressive MS without any superimposed activity. The first time we have a positive results, and we need to consider that it almost 50% of the patient we have in the progressive forms of MS. And secondly, the main result, very interesting, is that also for the first time we have a positive results with a drug targeting only the innate immune system.
0: How can this be implemented in daily clinical practice?
1: we need to have now a second supportive study, a confirmatory study. To have an approval by the authorities, European or US, we need a second study. And with probably a more conventional design, with a primary endpoint, a uh, time to confirm disability progression using uh, kaplan Meyer curves and the Lograng test to compare placebo and, and mazitid. But however, it's very very promising uh, data. And uh, we have clinical uh, relevant uh, results already.
0: Thank you so much for joining this podcast, Professor Vermeerch. Thank you. We hope that this podcast was valuable for you. Check our website, tnnonline.nl for other interviews in this series.